If you want to send a message, use Western Union. Well, this last week, yet another installment in the ongoing culture wars. And this time, instead of talking about the issue in terms of what it is, let's get down to brass tacks. Let's talk about whether or not this is, in fact, a racist reaction to this woke programming that these studios are are, are forcing upon us. Uh, gentlemen, Steve Green, Scott Ott, I'm Bill Whittle. Uh, we have done a, a show or two about um, the Rings of Power uh, series that Amazon has done, which is, by all accounts, just simply unbearably awful. Uh, and there was a, a fair amount of black backlash, or blacklash, depending on how you want to phrase it, uh, because there are black elves, there's black uh, hobbits or harfoots in this particular case, and most egregiously for most Tolkien fans, Galadriel is this little wisp of a thing who, you know, wire foos through the air and single-handedly kills ice trolls and all the rest of it. And Tolkien fans are saying, that's not Tolkien. People who are promoting this kind of thing say, it's racist for you to say so. This last week, we saw the uh, the teaser trailer for Disney's live-action version of The Little Mermaid. Do you remember The Little Mermaid? It was the first of the animated movies that brought Disney back from, from the, 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 the depths of uh, animation hell. Widely beloved story. And in the trailer, we, we get the reveal at the very end that The uh, Little Mermaid is going to be played by, by a black actress. That trailer has gotten something like 250,000 upvotes and 1.3 million downvotes. So, Steve, let's start with you. Are those 1.3 million racists making their opinions heard on the internet? Because that is how it is being, that is not, that's not just how it's being uh, reported. That's how it's being pushed. That's the narrative. Is that fair? Uh, no, of course not. And I, I think Disney, uh, as I think you mentioned this in the in the backstage, Bill, uh, uh, that's available to, to members of BillWhittle.com, is that there's this uh, uh, idea that Disney is is trying to get people angry before something is is released in order to, to, fan, to generate fan baiting. interest. Fan baiting. Thank you. I couldn't remember the term. And I guess in a really crass commercial sense that that might work. I don't know. But what I feel like is this is what you do. Fan baiting is what you do when you know your product is inferior, when you know it's your garbage. entertainment yeah, yeah, yeah. isn't very entertaining. And actually, when it comes to Little Mermaid, the uh, hiring a, a black actress doesn't actually bother me that much. I mean, I know it's a, a Hans Christian Andersen tale and it's, he was a, a Danish writer and all that. Um, but it's it's mermaids. It's kind of a universal thing. That doesn't bug me the way uh, uh the way untolkenizing Lord of the Rings that uh, that Amazon has done, um, and but the reason I think the the trailer is getting these reactions is number one, fans are falling for it. Little Mermaid is a is a beloved movie, but they wouldn't have to do this if it were just a black actress playing the role. I have a feel again. I haven't seen the movie. Nobody's seen the movie yet. But they wouldn't need to do this if they had made a piece of entertainment that was true to the spirit of the story. And you can do that with an actress of, of any color. Again, it's, it's, it's a fairy tale. It doesn't really matter. Um, but if instead of being true to the source material, they're going to focus on 
messaging and making people feel guilty for uh, for having enjoyed the first one. All of this stuff that we've seen time and time again. We watch them destroy Star Trek. We watch them destroy Star Wars. Amazon is doing their damnedest to destroy the Lord of the Rings. Um, oh, although let me give a shout out to... Uh, uh, to HBO for once for what is it? I think it's called House of the Dragon. Their uh, their mm-hmm. Game of Thrones prequel. My wife and I have been watching it. It's not great. It's not nearly as good as the first few seasons of Game of Thrones. But uh, they're delivering fan service. Uh, nothing is outrageously changed. There are no weird roles being filled or any of that stuff. Um, but they're delivering the uh, the political intrigue. They're delivering the gore. They're delivering the nudity. So I think everybody is basically. <laughs> happy if they like game of thrones this is okay and um that's it it's it might not be great but it's true to the source material if this new little mermaid is true to the source to that 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 spirit of uh a a, a, a young girl becoming a woman and uh Paying the price—that's that's the the beauty and the tragedy. Of the Little Mermaid is is the price she must pay for her happiness. If they stay true to that, because it's it's really a it, it's 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 really a, a lovely coming of age story. If they stay true to that, it won't matter what color the actress is. If they don't stay true to that, it won't matter that they hired a black actress. See, I personally think that the hiring of a black actress is, is, is a, it's a provocation. It is, it's, it is, in fact, baiting the fandom. And I'm glad you mentioned House of the Dragon because when uh, the criticisms of racism were leveled against people who were critical of uh, black elves and black dwarves and so on in Tolkien, uh, the fans were able to point out we don't have any problem with this whatsoever in House of the Dragon because Game of Thrones is not – is not this historical piece of of English mythology that was written by J.R.R. Tolkien and and created to be mythology for England, um, Scott? Uh, kind of back to this. I, by happy coincidence, I happened to see uh, a YouTube clip last night, and it, it's a little it's a little bit older. And it was Mark Ruffalo um, being interviewed on the uh, Graham uh, what's his name show. Uh, I know you and mean. yeah. And 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 Ruffalo picks up the story where he he says so I got a call from the from the president of Disney because Ruffalo had said something political right said something overtly political because he's a tremendously left wing guy and he got a call from the president of Disney saying you cannot do this anymore okay you we're paying you we're not paying you to to alienate half of our audience. So Ruffalo says, okay, I'm sorry, you know, I won't do it again. So they show up at the premiere of this thing and Ruffalo's kind of hanging his head and, and the, and the president of Disney walks up to him and gives him a big bear hug and said, brilliant, brilliant. Everybody's talking about this now. And, and that goes to this idea of, of fan baiting. It goes to the idea that, that part of the motivation for this, if not the major part of the motivation for this is to create social stir that puts it on the radar and then makes it a political statement about whether you watch it or not. And and see, this is where the root of my problem with things like uh, a black actress for The Little Mermaid is. This is intrinsic into any time you take an established piece of literature and you and you regender it or or or, or modify it in that way in order to make a point. 
It's not entertainment anymore. It, it's it's anti-entertainment. It's designed to pull you out of the of the story and and make you think about the political things. So, what do you think about that? Do you think that that's a legitimate criticism, or do you think it's just plain outright racism on the part of of, of fans who who want a white mermaid? I uh, I can't evaluate generic fans out there, but I do know that the if if the studio intends this to be um, a political statement movie, um, they undercut the power of the medium in which they are exercising their free speech. Um, you know, the, the most effective way to advance a cause of equality, for example, is to cast people and show them doing normal human activities where they struggle and they triumph and they have weaknesses and they gain strength and they have conflict and they overcome it and stuff like that and not turn it into lectures about how the audience should behave. I'm trying to remember the name of the movie that I just saw that I thought a couple of months ago and I thought, oh, this is a pretty good movie. And then at the end, they literally had a, a dead character. The, the character didn't even appear in the movie, give this lecture <clears throat> about how we're all supposed to get along. And we could see that because of how the animal kingdom all gets along. And I'm like, oh yeah, like they tear each other limb from limb. <laughs> um, but it just, <laughs> it, it's, I think that the saddest thing about this is not that, you know, they're not gonna change anybody's minds if that's the intention of doing this. They may reinforce the beliefs of people who already agree with them, and they may mm -hmm. raise the ire of people who disagree with them, but they're not, they're not winning any votes in this process. If they really want to be effective, you know, if you want to cast a, a black actress as The Little Mermaid, I'm with Steve on this. I don't care. Uh, I, don't, I don't even care. You don't have to be faithful to the original mythology. To heck with that. You can do whatever you want to this story. But if you cease to make it entertaining... If you cease to connect with people at a heart level uh, in a way that moves them, then you undercut your own purpose of, you know, trying to, to do this kind of political speech thing. I was thinking about this the other day while I was out walking. It was like journalists who decide that instead of just reporting the news, they want to change the world are actually undercutting the validity of the medium in which they want to exercise that change activity and therefore undercutting their own ability to change the world. So instead of just reporting the news, they turn it into PR and then people don't trust it. And so it does, it's ineffective at changing the world. And so it's the same thing that's going on here in the movie. So I, I don't, uh, I, you know, the great crime of the rings of power is that it's not very good. <laughs> It's like, I don't even care who you cast in the parts. And we're going we're gonna to watch it all the way through, probably. We've watched uh. a couple of episodes of it so far. It takes me two nights to get through every episode because I go to sleep early. But um, it's- You, you it's, and the rest of the audience. It's not the- yeah. Well, no, it's just because I go to sleep early. But it's, it's not the worst thing I've ever seen, but it's not very good. And, uh, you know, it's just like, that's, that's the crime here. I don't care what you did to-, to Tolkien's corpse, and I don't care who you cast in the roles, make an entertaining picture and don't lecture me while you're trying to entertain me. If I want to be lectured, you know, I'll watch this show. <laughs> I want to be, you know, I want to be on the right side of this issue. I really do. I, I don't want to be on the wrong side of this issue. And I don't mean on the wrong side of history. I'm always on the wrong side of history. <laughs> because I'm on the right side of history. Uh, but I want to be ethically right about this. So I've given this a, a great deal of thought. Casting a black actress as a Little Mermaid does bother me. And it bothers me because to me, it is, it is a statement 
the first time I can remember sort of a a, a, a a racial mix in a cast that I wasn't expecting was something like 20 years ago when Kenneth Branagh did a Midsummer Night's Dream and he had a black actor playing one of the counts or the earls or whatever. And I had no problem with this whatsoever because Midsummer Night's Dream is about a fantasy. It's a, it's a, it's a group of people on a fantasy island. Same thing with, with if you were to do The Tempest. But if they had cast a black Henry V, I'd have a huge problem with that. And this is kind of getting to the heart of, of where I'm trying to go. The Lord of the Rings mythology has been established. And when, when you listen to the people who defend these really, uh, who, who, who's, who are leading with the fact that it's a, it's a racially diverse cast, you'll hear them say, well, we're just trying to make, uh, Tolkien look more like, society today. And now we're right on the heart of the issue for me, because the reason people go to Token is they want to get away from society today. They want to go to a world where the rules are clear and it's good versus evil. And I don't have to worry about whether I'm going to, whether the, the skin tone on this orc is going to be light enough for me to hesitate to, you, you know what I mean? It's just, they're trying to get away from this. These are established pieces of literature. Now for people who say, no, you're just, you're just racist about this. Maybe I am racist because I don't like a, uh, I, I think it's I think it's a political statement to cast a black actress in uh, The Little Mermaid. But I also remember just a few uh, weeks ago feeling genuinely saddened and a great deal of regret because of Nichelle Nichols passing. So I must be one of those part-time racists. I must be one of those guys who are only racist at certain hours of the day when it's necessary. So frankly, if you can if you can laud a black actress like Nichelle Nichols and and all of the rest of it and not to put too fine a point on it, but have a, a black actor as a partner in, a, in an animation project that took me the last nine months. That's a special kind of racist, you know? It's a special kind of racist who, who, who only despises black people when it's convenient for you to portray me that way. In terms of explaining my reaction to this, to people who are on the other side of this, I, I'll just give you uh, an example, right? If I owned the rights to Sex in the City, and I decided I was going to do a Sex in the City reboot, and you were a huge fan of Sex in the City, it was your favorite show, and I owned the rights to it, and I decided to recast Sex in the City, but instead of four women, I'm going to cast four men, and one's going to be a construction worker, one's going to be a homicide detective, one's going to be a fireman, and another one's going to be a, 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 a longshoreman, let's say, and they get together and talk about football. They don't talk about relationships at all. They talk about relationships, don't talk about sex, but it's Sex in the City because I'm telling you it's Sex in the City. It's got the title Sex in the City on it, and I own Sex in the City, and if you don't like the fact that I put men in this role, that means you're a man-hating feminist witch. How would you feel about that? You would probably think that I was a little bit nuts and that I was doing this passive-aggressive push on you, that I was, that by casting men in Sex in the City, I am negating the fact that it's sex of the city. I can sum this whole thing up about black actors and, 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 and women and, and super women, you know, Galadriel the Barbarian. And I can do all of that stuff by simply saying nobody, me or anybody else, has a problem if you want to start a brand new property and you want to create a universe of your own and you want to populate it any way you want to. I think that is grand. I don't care in the slightest. But if you start doing this to existing pieces of literature. It's kind of like me saying in your upcoming movie, Wakanda Forever, which is about this black African kingdom protected by a group of all women uh, 
all women black soldiers with shaved heads. If I told you you had to have every third one of them be a Irish man, you would you would have a problem with that. And and you would have a problem with that because you would say this is an African kingdom. These are African soldiers protecting the African kingdom. You can't have every third warrior be Irish or Asian or whatever the case may be. You would have a you would have let me I've got I'm on the I'm on the money here. You would have a reasonable objection to this that has not got anything to do with racism. You would have a reasonable objection to that kind of casting because you would be making a point. Now, it's been attributed to Sam Goldwyn, but pretty sure it was actually Mosshart who said, look, talking about the movie businesses, if, if you want to send a message, use Western Union. That's what Western Union is for, right? And this, and this endless, endless injection of, of messaging into long-standing beloved properties tells me a bunch of things. But the thing it tells me most is it tells me most that they have to do this to Star Trek, Star Wars, Ghostbusters, Lord of the Rings, Little Mermaid. They have to do it because the left cannot tell a story. They cannot write anything that is good enough to stand on its own two feet. So they have to inject their little uh, virus into this uh, shell and, and get it inside the population where it will then metastasize. And they wonder why people are upset about this. If you're somebody who was wondering why people are upset about this with Lord of the Rings and Little Mermaid, tell me what your favorite movie is and let me recast it for you. And then let me then let me see how you feel about it. OK, so there you go. That's my take on it. And and given given the up and down ratio, it seems to be most of America starting to reach a point where they're beginning to realize, you know, we've had about enough of this. Western Union office right down the street. For Steve Green and Scott Ott, I'm Bill Whittle. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. 